uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Out Loud. I always have admiration and a bit of jealousy for anyone who has that entrepreneurial streak and the vision and bravery to set up their own business and make it a success. I was lucky enough to speak to one such person. Dave Dads, who's the CEO for Vanilla IP and New Boss, realised before many people the value that cloud communications had to offer. He modified his original technology business and created new ones to bring those cloud benefits to his customers. Dave takes me through his long business history, starting all the way back in the 1980s. It's definitely, it's definitely been a long one. Um, and uh, obviously, thanks to the benefits of technology, it's, it's changed quite a lot from from what we originally did. So originally when we first kicked off or when I first kicked off in 86, it was it was sort of white man in a van running around fitting Panasonics and, and London 8 to the, you know, to the wall and running some cables around the office and, and connecting up some uh, analog lines or possibly even an ISDN 30 or whatever it was. So that's where we, that's where it started. I mean, previous to that, I'd been a couple of years in BT, so that's how I'd sort of got into that, uh, into this sort of sector to begin with. Um, so that was you know, 30, 30 odd years ago now. So it was a long, long time ago. You obviously had that that entrepreneurial gene in terms of, it, like you said, did you do a couple of years of BT and thought, actually, you know, I, c- I can do this myself, or you know, we can do this, do, do something that BT is not providing. Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to run my own business, even then. So, um, and, and timing was opportune because obviously that was the sort of time of deregulation of BT. So, like a lot of other. Telecoms companies, you know, I think set up around that time or a little bit later. So it was opportune. There was a, there was a market to go there for. Um, it was obviously very early days, um, but um, yeah, certainly, uh, certainly my, as I always said, my my knowledge that I gained from BT gave me enough to know what to do. But I hadn't been there long enough to sort of get stuck there because in them days people used to stay at BT for life. So um, and sort of sit in the cafe and talk about the pension that they was going to get. At 35, you know, 35 year old, they're talking about their pension, which uh, didn't particularly excite me as a, as a highlight for my life. So, <laughs> but it was a, it was a definitely a good learning ground. Absolutely, and 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 you were saying that that couple of years gave, has given you you've seen a possibility that you you can provide that you want you want to run your own business. So you, you started the old business, as it were, in '86. '86, yeah, originally that's right, yeah. So, um, and we run that we run that right the way through, really. I mean, we sort of stopped. I think we actually stopped selling PBXs in about two thousand and eight. Maybe I mean, it's amazing. Even that's ten years ago now. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, the 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 other interesting thing. So we got we obviously got quite a we built up a reasonable customer base in that in that period when we was you know selling CPE, Panasonic, SDX, and whatever else. Um, as, as I say in that, especially in those sort of late nineties. Uh, things sort of moved along quite quite quickly there. But the other interesting thing for us, and one of the things that why we got into hosted, I suppose, was that we were also running a serviced office. Um, and uh, I mean, in lots of ways, serviced office business had more alignment, or was just as much alignment to you know the cloud type hosted, you know, on demand type business that we run today uh, as telephony. Um, so the two hand in hand gave us you know, an interesting insight into possibly. Know, what cloud may offer for us, and and hence our sort of um, you know, move into that sector fairly early on, or very early on, I, I suppose in, in retrospect, um, and uh, yeah, gave us some gave us some ideas as to what we what we needed to do or what we thought we needed to do. So, so when when was that first move? Because as you said, you were a, you were a very early uptaker on the on the on the sort of cloud proposition, as it were. 
we, we, we originally bought the first Broadsoft, or the Broadsoft software, I should say, because it is only software, in, 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 and, and you know, the service provider, i.e. us, is then, you know, goes out and buys the other elements that are required. So we bought that originally in 2003. Um, we actually didn't get it up and running until uh, 2006, for various reasons. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't absolutely top of the agenda, but there was also quite a lot of other things to do around it. But uh, the interesting lesson we took out of that was, was that we had only bought sort of really 30% of the solution. Um, you know, so I, we thought, here we go, we've got everything, and then suddenly find yeah, you've still got lots and lots of other stuff to do, um, which, um, you know, we, we've, we've, we obviously did uh, some of it immediately, but some of it, and, and I think really what come out of, come out of that um, original learning and there's been an ongoing process ever since has been the development you know of the software um, and the what we call today UBOS which is our sort of cloud enablement system um, so but you know as you can imagine over the over the last what uh, 12 years now we've, we've gone through a number of uh, we've learned quite a lot I think it's fair to say. No, absolutely. And, and one of the things that interests me, interests me, and I'm sure you still, you know, find this, is that even now, within some quarters, there's still resistance to cloud. So back when you were first, early 2000s, when you bought that for Broadsoft Soft Switch, was it a difficult, I mean, you, as I say, you probably didn't start until you'd completely developed it, you know, a few years later. What was the pitch like in terms of customers? Getting customers because this would have been a completely new thing. Obviously, you were aware of the technology, but the customers that you were you were trying to potentially sell, you know, your services to, won't have been aware of this at all. Yeah, no, I think. I mean, I think it's interesting. I mean, what did to, what was useful at the time was that we did have a direct business, um, and um, I mean, even though we we sort of talked about reseller even back then, really the reseller activity was was minimal. Um, you know, everything we did in, the, you know, sort of 2006 up to most probably about 2009, 2010, really, in, in connecting sort of live businesses was all direct. Um, and I think, you know, in some ways that made it slightly easier, um, especially if you'd already had a relationship with people. Um, I mean, the, the, first, the first year, I suppose 2006, six seven was pretty stressful, I think it's fair to say, um, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> Some interesting times, but um, actually, you know, the the, the Broadsoft as a, as a course, which is, is pretty robust, um, and uh, or very robust, I should say. And you know, even early on, we had some fairly reasonable sized customers come on um, and, and and stay on as well. You know, so I mean, it wasn't for everybody, obviously, um, and it was difficult. Some people wouldn't wouldn't go, you know, wouldn't buy into it, so to speak. Um, but it was it was most probably more reliable than, than most people would would imagine even at that uh, that early stage. Um, so yeah, yeah, we, we but we didn't say so the reseller piece was a lot more uh, was a lot more challenging um, because obviously you know resellers are and rightly so you know very concerned about their customers and, and making sure that you know they're not let down. So. That was a that was a much uh, that was a more difficult challenge in in sort of trying to persuade resellers to come across in them in, in those early days. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting from from my angle. You you saw the potential in that technology at a much earlier phase than than a lot of other people did. That has been a springboard. Although, as you were saying, business has changed a lot since two thousand and six. That acted as a springboard for the success that you're experiencing now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think I think the funny thing is, is that 
and even today, I mean, you know, we are really still just at the beginning, you know. I mean, where Cloud's going to lead to, who knows, you know. It's, I think we all um, believe that it's got a long way to go. Um, but uh, the one the one thing about it is, like, everything, you know, if you're involved with it, it gives you... It gives you insight into, into possibly what you need to do in your own business, what the opportunities are, you know, what the risks are. Um, you know, and I think uh, certainly, uh, even though it, you know, it's been a long time now, um, you know, there's, there's been so much learning come out of that. And actually, you know, we're most probably learning even more now than we was then. You know, the period of this learning just sort of seems to, to, to grow and, you know, the, the, the amount of, options, opportunities, what you can do, what you can't do, it's just getting bigger, not smaller. So out of that comes, you know, obviously learning and, and sort of ideas and directions. So, um, you know, we certainly, uh, we're, we're certainly pleased that we got in when we did. Um, you could argue it was possibly a bit early, but, um, you know, I, don't, I think as long as you can see your way through it, then in, in some ways, you know, it, it, can never be too early as such. I mean, if you run out of cash halfway through, then <laughs> yeah, then it's probably too early. Yes, it's definitely too early. But yeah, no, there's, there's, it's been it's been it's been good, you know. But as I say we are really at the beginning of the journey and and not at the end, you know. Which uh, say for a, an industry that's been going twelve years or more than that, really. I mean, bought off themselves. I think you know, as you know, they've just been sold to to Cisco. I, mean, I think those guys started in '99, so you know. They're just under twenty years old, so it's uh, yeah, it's it's been going it's been going some time. So in some ways, you know, uh, people people think it's sort of a, a mature industry, but as I say, from our point of view and what we see at the moment, it's uh, it's got a lot further to go than it's come, so to speak. Yeah, and, and we and we hear that a lot. And as you said, Broadstuff established over twenty years. Platform itself has been around for a long time, but we are effectively just just on the threshold, aren't we, of leveraging cloud technologies and the capabilities that you know that will provide to businesses. Yeah, well, I think I think you know, there's, there's people go on it in various different ways, and that's one of the beauties of this whole cloud business. Everyone's got a view on what to do. You know, in the old days, it was much more dictated by the hardware manufacturers. Um, our, our view is certainly that it's all going to be software dri- driven and I mean we talk about Broadsoft and it is a real key component but you know let's be honest it's, it's not the only component you know it needs to you need a good dial tone um, element within your in your portfolio but um, you know for our point of view really dial tone is is going to be sold but it's an application today and, and you know, quite going forward it's most probably going to be sold more and more as an application within other services that you're consuming. Um, you know, so having dial tone just in its own right isn't necessarily going to give you a, um, a market-winning proposition, so to speak, or we believe anyway. And I think the other focus from our point of view is, even though we, we was originally a direct business, um, you know, we've always been uh, focused on the channel or how we can extend our reach into the channel. Um, you know, so that's that's been a, a sort of high on the agenda of you know what we need to do, what we need to provide into the channel partners to, to you know allow them to succeed with products as well. Um, and in some ways, you know, the, the funny thing is with with hosted and cloud, you know, people talk about almost the demise of the reseller. Um, but certainly from our point of view, we think that the opportunity for the you know for the reseller is is greater than ever. Um, 
as I say, if Microsoft could write all the best products in the world, then maybe not. But fortunately for all of us, they can't. Uh, and this sort of multi-vendor, you know, multi-service type environment that we find ourselves in today is, you know, really what we're trying to um, create our product set around our our UBOS product set. You know, which, as I said, dial tone is an important part of that, but it is only one part of that um, that offer to the end customer. And from a reseller, you know, their requirements within that is is an, it's an interesting mix from maybe what it was 15 years ago. Well, that, that brings on nicely. So that new UBOS product that that you have now, how is how is the business developed from when you initially had some good good wins in the mid two thousands on the cloud product? How have, how has the business transitioned? And as you said, become more partner focused in that time. What what was the sort of story behind that? Well, the the, the whole story. I mean, we always run a billing business. And funny enough, I mean, as I mentioned, you know. To run a serviced office, and part of that was was when you know being able to build fairly efficiently because everyone's on sort of even in short term contracts, thirty day contracts. Um, but when we with the Broadsoft originally, you know, just trying to provision the thing was was quite a challenge, um, and certainly you know very difficult. If it was never never designed, the, the, the Broadsoft underlying Broadsoft portal is is not self service from a point of view of a customer self service. You know, your third line technical support self-serve for it um, and customers could do bits and pieces but very difficult to give it as a full you know full self-serve portal um, so and also only does provisioning so you know that that if you if you're not dealing with the the billing elements the billing requirements the, the network monitoring and everything else you know, you know you're you're only really delivering a, a sort of uh, an element of service that's really required to deliver cloud because in cloud if you want self-service you, you've got to be able to bill it You've got to be able to build it in real time, because otherwise, you know, you're opening yourself up to to fraud and everything else that potentially can go on. So over um, over time, even in those early days, 2006, 2007, we, we did start some um, work on, you know, provisioning portal development for Broadsoft. Uh, that sort of morphed fairly quickly into uh, sort of uh, some billing, billing elements in there and other elements of it. But the biggest change, I suppose, from our point of view was, you know, 2010 when we invested in India, put our own office out there, um, and that office today basically builds, you know, everything around the UBOS. The the thinking and and the, and the requirements for the products still come out of the UK office, um, but you know, today we've got sort of 85, 90 people um, working out there, all around the software development of of, of the UBOS portal. That that development is is obviously a, a key facet, isn't it? Oh, absolutely fundamental. I mean, you know, without it, it's very difficult to see. Uh, yeah, we we and obviously a number of broadsoft providers have, 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 have taken a, a, a sort of different approach um, on it, and you know, with, with different levels of success. But absolutely, from our point of view, um, it, it's a it's an absolute cornerstone to to the success of the product up till now and, and, and more so going forward because um, also we do with the, and it's also opened up the markets for us because yeah I mean again we were always a UK based well we are UK based business but all of our customers are pretty much UK based as well um, you know just with the UBOS product we are now selling that in its in, in its cloud version still so we never sell CPE versions of it but you know we've just completed the deployment in, in Holland we've got another one just going off in Canada, where we are 
other broadsock providers around the world are plugging into UBOS so they can take advantage of its you know, billing and provisioning capabilities. So that's a, you know, it's a whole new element of the business that uh, was, was not really envisaged when we first kicked off back in 2006. Um, but it's becoming a you know, more, more and more important element of what we do. But also does allow us to uh, have a, 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 a very good, a very well-resourced team of developers um, that you know we, we're able to obviously uh, sort of guarantee that the credibility of the platform, the quality of the platform. You know, we're not just sitting with one person or two people out the back knocking up some software. Um, and you know, the proverbial bus, someone gets run over by the bus, and what happens to the software development because in many for many people the software development not on the bigger companies obviously but on the smaller ones it's, it's almost a bit of an afterthought um, and it was with us to begin with but uh, we obviously then made the decision to invest and um, certainly from our point of view of our reselling partners I think if you ask most of our reselling partners today you know the, the biggest value they get from working with us is is the software you know and the the way that we engage with the partners to develop the software. You know, there's a, a big feature request button on there um, that's continually being, um, you know, added to by by our partners. And I'm pleased to say, you know, we, we then obviously pull those requests into into the development schedule. Not all of them, but but many of them. But you know, for for many partners, the, you know, the, the software element even today, they haven't got the resource to don't necessarily have it. Have the you know have the the full need for a full software team. So hopefully that's the element that we can we can really add into their business. And Dave, you've talked us through how your businesses have changed so dramatically over the 30-year period. And I know it's very hard to predict, but with your experience and background, how do you think the landscape will develop over, say, the next five to ten years? It's, def- it's definitely going to grow. I mean, from our point of view, we, we do see this environment of, of multi-vendor, you know, multi-service, you know, various service types. So whether it's messaging, whether it's accounts, CRM, dial tone, you know, any service that, that a business consumes today, um, in 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 sort of in an IT sense, um, business knowledge type sense, business operation sense, I suppose, um, is is potentially going to be being delivered by the cloud in some way. Um, so you know that that the growth of those variable applications coming from say multiple vendors, we don't believe that one vendor is going to is going to capture all the market now. I mean, I, I think everyone's pretty much in agreement with that. You know, you have to see the plethora of apps that are available and being developed all the time to to sort of um, reinforce that 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 thinking. Um, but you know, the challenge for our reselling partners and, and even our international UBOS partners now is. You know how how do you put all that together? Um, you know because if you've, if you've if you've got a large back office of people doing it, well, you're most probably not very um, cost effective in in delivering that. Um, and also, I think you know so so the ability to flex to bring in applications wherever they may come from, you know whichever geographical part of the world they may come from, into a single interface um, that can be you know obviously consumed on demand is, is going to become more and more important but I think I think the one thing that we're is I think it's fair to say pretty much in agreement you know is cloud is cloud is pretty much everything you know on demand is everything 
um, quite where that lends itself to in the end. It could be interesting to see, but um, you know we're, we're certainly we're certainly looking at what we need to do enable our partners to because obviously we're really only going you know our, our, but most of our business is indirect um but and so going forward our success is built on our partners our resellers and our distributors you know success completely and it's i don't know, obviously it's a, as you know from the 30 years you know it's a case of how quickly you can adapt to, and 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 obviously your your partners can adapt to, to you know the changing landscape well yeah and i think i think you know that's interesting isn't it you know and, and this is why we're we scale up the teams, um, you know, the development teams. We're running about six project groups at the moment within India. We're hoping over the next 12 months to have up to about 10 project teams. So, you know, that ability to pull things through, um, you know, whatever service it might be, a messaging service, you know, the accounting service, a CRM service, that ability to bring these, these services through promptly and quickly is, is certainly, from our point of view, a very important element because, you know, the world waits for nobody, so to speak. Um, so, you know, being our, having enough resource to do that is, is you know, it's, it's, it's not just a, a we, we bang a team together, you know, that when you're building a, a cloud-based platform like or software platform like we have, you know, the ability to sort of ensure quality through that you're not continually building bugs into it and everything else, but at the same time, you know, you're able to deliver your software. Well, typically at the moment, we're delivering the software twice a week updates um, feature updates you know so to to actually be able to deliver that in the real world you know takes some takes some structure but also does need need the right number of people to be able to deliver it absolutely well D- D- dave thank you so much for, for coming on the pod and having a chat that's fine i appreciate the time great to hear from someone like dave who had the vision to adopt cloud platforms so early on and was able to successfully deliver those services to customers through Vanilla IP and Newbot. If you have a great story for us, don't hesitate to get in touch on LinkedIn or Twitter at UC Today News. And also, if you want to learn more about Dave's businesses, go onto the website at uctoday.com and search for Vanilla IP or UBoss. Thanks for listening.